Hey, thank you for joining me today on Hope for Heroes Texas. This is Brad Cornell, where we serve those who serve us as they carry the weight of the badge. It's gonna be a long one, another graveyard shift. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are again, Brad Cornell, the Weight of the Badge podcast. Man, if you haven't heard us and listened to our first responders, you haven't heard much. If you go to our website, HopeForHeroesTX.org, check out what Hope for Heroes does, and you've got to come to one of our greetings. That's what it's all about. Our heroes are out there protecting us, saving our lives, and uh, putting theirs on life to protect us. Whenever I'm running out and they're running in, they're our heroes. And like every episode of Hope for Heroes, um, weight of the badge podcast you know we call it the weight of the badge podcast because that's what they do every time they put that badge on the weight of that badge takes over where they know they've got to be protecting us and they put their own lives on hold while they'll take care of us and whatever they've got to do so i'm excited today you know i have all these different first responders on and police officers and we are blessed today to have a fantastic officer on and you know it's all these different things that they do ahead of time long time a lot of times that uh blow our minds why they'd want to put their life on the line. And the gentleman I have with me today, he is a very special individual. He's here in Bernie, Texas. You know, he grew up, he was a military brat in Hawaii, lived there for five years. He's one of the, he's a triplet, in fact. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. He was a golf professional for these different city municipal courses for four years. Get out of here, man. You get to be a a, a golf pro and all that. (laughs) You want to be a cop, I'm telling you. And then he did join the police academy, though, in 2020. Uh, worked for Northeast ISD uh, Police Department as a SRO, where that's, if you don't know that, that's a school resource officer, keeping those little kids protected, our youths. And so uh, that's an, a big deal. He now works for the Bernie PD, Bernie, Texas PD, um, right here in beautiful downtown Bernie, Texas. Our police department's amazing. He started there in April of 2022. He's got a couple degrees and, and bachelor's. I mean, he's a certified mental health guy. I mean, that's so important. Our mental health is a big deal. Hey, this is really cool. He's an international mountain bike certified instructor. Get out of here, man. I wish I'd have known him before I started crashing the mountain bike up in, in uh, Colorado when I was just a young guy. But uh, you also, you know, these guys are certified in so many different things. And that's, and ladies, don't get me wrong, I'm just saying guys, but and ladies, but a child seat certified instructor, you know, that's really important to make sure that the little kids are buckled in like they're supposed to be. So he's got all these different degrees. And he also, the, you know, if you've never been to a Citizens Police Academy with either Kendall County Sheriff's Department or Fair Oaks PD, um, he's right in the middle of that, helping those guys out and a certified instructor, one of the leaders in that. You need to go to a Citizens Academy and see what all they all do. It's usually a 10-week course. I've been to it. And it's amazing to watch what all they have to do to be to be our protector. And you have no idea what all that means until you go to one. But now he's a full-time uh, Bernie community police officer. We're going to have a great chat with him. In fact, he's look, he's engaged to a beautiful lady, Kim. Won't be long till those two are married. But uh, I want to help help you help me welcome today to the uh, Weight of the Badge podcast and Hope for Heroes, a good friend of ours and one of the finest officers right here. A blessing to Bernie, Texas. Officer Chris Dingman. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Brad. Thanks for having me. Ah, man, thank you for being here. Doggone, looks like you've got all kinds of stuff in this in the short time you've been a uh, officer, and so I just thought it'd be exciting to have you on and just kind of give us your take. You know, here you're doing all these different things, and now you're a cop doing a lot of stuff for our city. And so, tell me why you wanted to make the change from a, uh, a golf professional to a hero. 
Yeah, so uh, so my family, everybody kind of serves. I grew up in a house of servants. My dad's a retired sergeant major from the army, and the mom's a nurse. And like I said, I'm a I'm a triplet. Uh, I have a, a brother who's in the National Guard and in a police academy currently. Um, but my mom's brother is really kind of my stepping stone. And uh, he was a police officer, and kind of growing up, I got to go, always see like kind of everything that he did. And he was a he was a school resource officer for Northeast, and I grew up in Northeast, and so I got to go out with him and. He would take me home and drop me off from time to time, and um, he—he's the reason I put it on. I—I uh, I, I wanted to be a police officer. He kind of instilled that later. Hey, if you want to be a part of the change, you have to be the change, and uh, so that's kind of what drove me into uh, into becoming a police officer and going to the academy. And uh, we graduated from the academy thirty-nine years apart from the same academy, and then we went to the same police department. Oh, really? So that was kind of a, a cool thing and a cool stepping stone for us, and. Uh, um, and, and yeah, that's, that's how it's been. And so kind of COVID changed the world for all of us. And, um, I, I found a police, uh, a police academy that's still going on in the middle of COVID, which is actually kind of funny is, uh, where I met my fiance, um, when we were all virtual and, and doing everything, I met her at a Starbucks outside in the middle of COVID, <laughs> yeah. uh, social distancing, of course, away from each other. Yeah. And, um, and so I found something and, and I, I loved being an SRO. I was an SRO at a high school for a year and some change. And then I, I made the move up to Bernie and I've, I've been loving it since. Bernie's a cool place, isn't it? It's awesome. So what, what uh, as you became an officer and you're out there protecting lives, did you, what do you see that, um, that you didn't expect? So nobody ever puts this on the brochure and kind of the, the pun that I always say is uh, nobody calls the police to tell us it's sunny and 75 degrees outside. And uh, I, I never realized like as a police officer, how many different hats you wear, you know, and um, every call is different. And and every call is, uh, you're going to come into contact with people on the worst day of their lives. And my whole idea behind it is if I can be that light on that worst day, on that darkest night, then I'm doing my job. Well, that's fantastic. And, and I'm doing the right things and everything like that. And um, I never realized like how many, how many hats you'll wear, especially working for a smaller department like, like Bernie, you know, one day we're, or one minute we're, medical one minute we're police one minute we're babysitting and uh, you know one minute we're just trying to figure out and be the mediator and the happy the happy mediator in between and uh, that that's i think that's the coolest part and that's honestly what i like the best about it. it's not you might do the same things every day but your calls are different and your day is going to be totally different so you're not going to come across the same thing that you did yesterday today and then that's kind of the cool thing about it is you know it's it, it's a different and, and changing and with the times changing policing is going to change and everything like that too well so that's we true to, you know adapt. i've written i've ridden with you guys i ride with you off and on and it is amazing all the different hats that you wear i mean you pull somebody over and you got to deal with them being upset and screaming and hollering about you know i was only going 90 <laughs> but only they, right well only yeah going 90. well actually they said they were going 70 but that little radar tells you you're going quicker <laughs> faster than that and then yeah i've watched them deal with husband and wives you know fighting and arguing and de you know de-escalate that and then a baby you're right a baby problem and there's been so many i don't think people understand and you're not it's not that uh you're not trained for it, you're trained for it i mean you guys you guys really go through some mental things to uh to make sure you're dealing with the right in the right way. And so I have to say it's, you're absolutely right. I can see that all these different hats that you, uh, that you didn't expect maybe to wear, cause, but you're right. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. How did you do how, when you're talking about a mental health, what are we, um, qualified very, I mean, are we, do we look good in Bernie for mental health, helping our, 
our officers because there's yeah. a lot of challenges there too. Our, our department's awesome. I can't say enough good things about the Burning Police Department and the administration that we have and, and the bosses that we have. Um, we're, we're very big on mental health. We have uh, two relaxation rooms in our, bur- in our uh, police department. So, you know, if we ever get a call that we just need to take a break from it, we can go sit down, unwind. We've got like a, a futon and a TV in there if we need to take a minute and, uh, and just kind of be to ourselves for a couple minutes because we can't actually just get past that call. Um, I mean, it's, and it's huge too. like our, our support system here, not only with the community, but with the people we work with is awesome. We all have each other's backs and, and we can all say, Hey, are you doing okay? Do you actually need some help? And, um, we do have a full-time mental health officer. So she kind of deals with all that for, aside from, you know, the stuff that we do on, on the streets. And then, um, we all check up on each other. Yeah. Well, it's true because, you know, I, I know a lot of times being we're close to I-10, you know, there's been a lot of wrecks here, it seems like, in the last few months. And I mean, where people died. Yeah. And, uh, well, you got to go on a, a on a situation where there's someone laying there dead. Mm-hmm. That is a serious deal, even though we don't realize it, you know. It, so. it is. It is. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, as police, we see, we see a lot of things that the normal everyday person wouldn't. And, uh, you know, it's, it's all about coping after. And, and I tell everybody too. Um, so when I was with the school district, I was part of a mental health initiative and I always told everybody the first, the first step in realizing you needed help. That is the first step. Yep. So the first step, it's okay to not be okay. A hundred percent of the time, but you have to be able to identify to yourself like, Hey, I actually do need help. And what avenues can I take to get me that help? And that that's the first step in all of it is accepting that you actually do need some of that help. Yeah. And uh, our department's awesome for that. Like we, um, if we need anything, we have so many people that are here for us and so many people are here to have our backs and kind of walk us through or coach us through certain things that that not a lot of people go through all the time. Yeah, no, and that's fantastic. And you guys do it. You're right. When you need a, when you need a, a break in the action, you've got people to help you do that. Absolutely, so yeah. we're excited about that. Now, how did you become a, uh, I mean, a mountain bike certified instructor. I mean, so, how, how's that work? So I'm actually not an instructor, but oh. I'm certified. So I'm a T-Cool instructor, but I'm not an instructor on the bike side. And that course, I'll tell you, was very hard. So I'm certified as a as a patrol bike guy. Yeah. And um, so we can do all the patrol bike stuff and everything like that. And we had to go, th- I had to go through a 40 hour course um, with retired San Antonio bike patrol guys. Really? Who have like, the guy who actually ran it, he started the bike the bike unit at San Antonio in like 1995. I wasn't even born yet when he started. <laughs> and yeah. so he'd been riding a bike in a patrol setting for 30 years. And so when we went and I had to go through all that and, and it's a really cool course and it's very tough because I've never ridden a bike like that. I hadn't ridden a bike in 10, 12 years. And then we go and do this and the first day we go out and we ride like 10 miles in like at a park on rocks and hills and everything like that. And we, we get to learn like different tactics and different ways to talk people and talk to people and putting a bike in between y'all. And he even taught us how to do traffic stops on a bike. Like it was, it was insane. Like I I never would have thought all of that. (laughs) Um, But being in the role that I'm in now, it's very beneficial for me because I can go and ride uh, a patrol bike up and down main street and check on the businesses. Do we have bike patrol here now? Yeah, we do. So we, we don't have a bike patrol unit necessarily, but we have guys who are certified on a bike. And so you'll see them at like Dickens yeah. on Maine. We'll, we'll have them riding around. And then in my full-time role as a community officer, that's kind of one of the, one of the things that I get to do, you know, in the downtime, I can go right up and down main street, check on the businesses, check on the skate park yeah. and stuff like that. And kind of be a little bit more versatile and something that's not necessarily 
the patrol car, but now you can get on a bike and it makes it a little bit easier to go back. Yeah. So, well, isn't it amazing though, when, uh, we don't realize that everything has training. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we think that, we think that, that, uh, just riding a bike's no big deal. Jump on there and show them your badge. And that's not the way it works. So what do you do as a, you're the community police officer. What do you what do you actually do? Because I know you do a lot of different things than just patrol. You're uh, you're engaged with our community. I see you all over the place and making uh, great headway with everybody. As far as you know, people love you. And you're, what do you exactly so, do? You do so. My full time job is community engagement. Okay. So uh, what I do is I I coordinate all of our big events: Dickens on Main, the Christmas Parade, National Night Out, Blue Santa with the Sheriff's Office. The Citizens Academy, um, I'm redoing our junior cadet program, which is essentially like an explorer program. I do all of our social media, and then I, I'm the face-to-face with the business owners, the community, and kind of anything like that. And we try to help and and create more of a, a bond with the community. And it gives me, like, aside from patrol, I do all of the, uh, all of the face-to-face with all that kind of stuff. And so it's a it's an awesome job. I love it because I'm a very big believer that this is a customer service job that we do and it has a little bit more that we have to do from time to time. But um, I have to make sure that the customer that we're serving is liking kind of everything that we're doing and uh, just find better and more ways to engage with our community to make everybody happy. Yeah. Do you see, uh, do you need pushback? I mean, are you seeing pushback in the city or it's just, you're just there to help, right? I'm just here to help. Yeah. I'm just here to help. And uh, when somebody's like, Hey, um, I'd like you to, I do a lot of presentations uh, to Boy Scouts, to churches. Um, I'm a civilian response to active shooter events. And uh, and um, I'm, I'm an instructor for all that. And so I'm constantly getting calls. Hey, can you come talk to this group of high schoolers? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, that's good. And I'll, I'll come do all that and just talk with them. And if, uh, you know, if they have any questions, I'd like, just like to be able to answer them because a lot of people say, well, I watched cops last night and uh, that's <laughs> yeah, not that what very good. did. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it's. Probably not the same. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you're young. How old are you? 24. 24 years old. My gosh. 24. We I've got the a, young guys. I've been a police officer since 22. Really? Yeah, that's since fantastic. 22. Well, tell me, uh, what are your friends, your younger friends? What do they think about it? What do they see? How do they see? You know, you got the old guys like me out there that so appreciate what you do. And I know in this woke challenges that we have now in this country yeah. and uh, shooting at the police and everybody's a bad guy and uh, you know, what do you, what are your young friends and friends that aren't doing what you're doing? Your other, what do they think the young guys? Yeah. And I mean, everybody's kind of forward and, and I'm a big believer if they don't support me for it, then they're not my true friend. And, uh, so, I mean, my family supports it. My, my fiance, she's awesome in supporting and my job requires me to be up here a lot. And, um, so, you know, she'll come for some of the events and everything like that. And, um, they're all very supportive and, you know, uh, I have an, an, an awesome job. And what I get to do out here is not something that every department has and especially not every smaller department and um, being able to do this and kind of be that liaison in between is, is awesome for me. And uh, as far as like pushback and feedback, everybody supports it for the most part. Um, And yeah, I love it. I, I love being able to do this. I kind of, I kind of fell into the role. I got, I got lucky. And uh, when I was just getting off field training, um, the spot opened up and, uh, and I applied in for it and, and I had to go through the process with them. Then I got it. And, um, you know, with staffing shortages, like everybody everywhere, yeah. we had to wait a little bit before I was able to take it on full time. 
and um and and ever since then i i, I love it I, do I a lot of departments around the country have this same thing or no um so you know? i don't know if like a lot of smaller departments have them you know like san antonio obviously has one because sure. they're, they're a bigger department um and then i, I don't really know it's I, a great I, thing i have not heard of the other smaller departments having something like this and um it it's it's great it's i love being able to do this no easy task Keeping us safe under the weight of the bag. Folks, if you haven't been to a Hope for Heroes greeting, you're probably wondering what it's all about. What we do is get an officer and their family from around the state of Texas. They come into town. They have a free room here at the Bevy Hotel. They know they're getting that, and they're going to get a gift card for the town. They pull in, but they have no idea when they pull up to the front lobby that inside that lobby is a ton of people just waiting for them. The reason is, is we care so much about what our heroes do and how special they are that when they walk in that lobby, oh my word, they get blasted with how much we love them, how special they are. And of course, the people that are showing up, they show up at 9.30 in the morning, get some breakfast tacos and some coffee and just fellowship until the officers get there. And it's an experience that you're not going to want to miss. Let's get back to our hero carrying the weight of the badge. Kids by his bed. He said, I'm gonna be well, Hope for Heroes really appreciates when you show up at our lunches and when you yeah. when you assist at the uh, you know you show up at the um, the Coke floats with cops for oh, cops it, and yeah. all that and the different. Uh, I hand out a lot of uh, junior police officer stickers that I need to replenish sometime soon and, and <laughs> yeah. buy a couple more because I'm I'm very low on them right now. Well, and you're hope for you show up at Hope for Heroes uh, our Saturday mornings. You're yeah. there. I'm there. Yeah. You know that's really a that's a big deal because there's a lot you know over a hundred people usually show up a lot of times and they really want to see our our heroes our other and the officers coming in are really excited when they get to see you know the other officers. Yeah, absolutely. What would you What would you like to the you're young. You've been here for a couple, three years or four years. What, four years now almost? No, two years. I've been here uh, almost a year. Almost a year. Yeah, I've been gosh. here almost a year. I guess uh, counting wasn't very good yeah, on my in part. Two, two months, I'll be here a year. Okay, yeah. so I forgot what I was going to ask you now. <laughs> but um, as, you, as you go on, as you continue this, what would you like people to know? I mean, what is it you'd like to – now that you've been doing this for a year, what do you want people to know about the police that maybe you didn't even realize? So this is like kind of the, the real reason like I joined was, you know, my, my uncle always told me like, if, if you want to see change, you need to be the change. And so if, uh, you know, if anybody wants to, if everybody, anybody ever has doubts about like, oh, I want to do it, but I don't know, like do it a hundred percent. Like, you know, go to that academy, try to, try to get that job, you know? And like, I, I love being a police officer. I love, uh, like I said, I love trying to be that positive light in somebody's darkest yeah, night sure. or something like that. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's kind of an ever-changing field and it's going to have to adapt with the times of the world. And as, as we adapt and we change and we, you know, we grow forward, everything else is going to change too. And so policing has to change in its sense too. And we just kind of build upon that. And I just, I mean, go for yeah. it. Yeah. When go you say it. policing has to change, what's that mean? So like in our code of ethics, right. It, it says like, it's going to change based on the times, you know, so as the times and society and different societal things come into play, we have to adapt to those things too. Uh -huh. You know, different penal codes come out or there's amendments to them. Oh, you know, yeah. We have to adapt and we have to change those too. And um, it, it's going to be an ever-changing field in my, in my opinion, in that sense, because as, like I said, as society grows towards different ways and different times, we have to be able to adapt. Sure. And uh, as we adapt, 
then it, it should kind of roll down and then the community will adapt too with all that to, with all that going on and as everything changes. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a changing field. Well, it's going to be interesting to uh, to talk with you again in a couple three years. Yeah. Because I don't forget things. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll re- well, it's recorded now. Too, That's so exactly you, so you right. Can just listen back to it. So, uh, what do you see? Hope for Heroes is in the city. What do you think? Oh, I mean, Hope for Heroes is awesome. You know, it's a it's a the backbone of of assisting us law enforcement officers, and you know, I'm a I like that. You know, if you bring the people who are in critical incidents, you can take their families and put them up here. And I mean, I think that telltale sign as a police officer is awesome because like a lot of people and a lot of times with other departments you don't get that backing that we get you know and we don't like like i said we and i've never worked for the big big departments or anything like that but um the people who might not have that sort of backing when it comes to critical incidents like that like you you can change that and i mean just like you say it's all in the greeting and i mean people walk in there and they're tiered (laughs) <laughs> like them, their wives, their kids, like everybody's crying just because of the overwhelming support. And I think you say it best in the sense of like, you tell everybody, you, you know, like this is what um, true support looks like. None of us have to be here, yeah. Um, but we all, we're here because we want to be here. And that, that should tell you like, as the person who's there, like how much we support you. Well, and that's what, you know, I always say, you know, the Bible talks about the love of Jesus, and this is what it looks like. Absolutely. And it's yeah. all about love. And like I said, you know, you uh, you come there and realize, because I, I believe that you guys are called. Yeah. You know, the Bible even talks about that. And, and when you look at someone that's as level-headed and kind and, and the person that you are and that you, you know, people that you greet and just your personality, that's what this, this times need. I mean, they need someone that's smart, that's got the wisdom. Yeah. But you know, I, like I said, you guys are you men are a men of steel and velvet. Yeah, and I'm a I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. So yeah. you know, if if somebody can get lucky enough to be put in contact with Hope for Heroes, and then they're there on a Saturday morning, they're there for a reason. Yeah, and uh, like I mean, the Bevy Hotel is filled up in the lobby with people who are just there to support and meet these officers that get brought in. Yep, and just there to shake hands and tell them, hey, we appreciate you. We're glad you're here. And uh, let us know if you need anything. Isn't it and amazing I think that, that sh- speaks volumes for yeah. for itself. You know, it's amazing. Isn't it amazing the short period of time that you're there, the impact that it makes. Oh, I mean, where I can you go for thirty minutes? Say yeah. forty five minutes. Yeah. I mean, and the impact is unbelievable. And, and so, I, I actually was talking with uh, not last week, but the week before, I was talking with a, a lady who was new, and she said, "I've been donating for the last I don't know year, and uh, but I've never been able to make it out to a Saturday morning." And this is my first Saturday morning. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll come talk to you like right after. And so, you know, we bring in the person and then she was like, she was in tears herself. She said, I, I never knew the extent of what my donation actually does, but I'm so glad that this is here. Yeah. And, that's nice. uh, and so I was like, no, I mean, it's awesome. And she was, she was in tears. And like I said, she's, she said she'd been donating for the last year, but she'd never been able to make it out. Yeah. And when she finally was able to make it out, she was like, this is awesome. And I'm, and you know you can talk about it all day too, and but without actually being there, you have like to be there. That's exactly a, right. I it tell is a that. huge, huge eye opener. And you yeah. know when you're there, and and you can actually see it, and you can see the impact that it has on all of them. It's it's awesome. Like I mean, like I said, if 
You, if you can imagine walking into a, a place that you've never been before and there's a hundred people at the least, I'd say there just to say hi to you yeah. with tacos and coffee and everything like that. And just people welcoming, welcoming you with open arms after something tragic had just happened. Yeah. It, it's awesome. It, it speaks volumes for itself. Well, I appreciate that. And it's true. You know, it's people, I tell people and they say, you know, well, I want to give to this, but I'm giving to all these missions. And I say, look at once you, you know, you, I want all the missions to end because we're another mission. But when you give to Hope for Heroes, you can go tomorrow, you can give on Friday and go tomorrow morning and see what your donation right. just did. Because yeah. it does, it, it it does, it just touches yeah. your heart. The the two ladies we have coming in, the two lady police officers, both awesome. lost their husbands yeah. this weekend. And uh, one was really tragic um, about two months ago. And so they have no idea, but our lady heroes are big time too. And so they're going to have their kids with them and they have no idea. When they walk in that yeah. lobby, it's going to be. A- well, I'm excited because I'm going to be there tomorrow yeah. too. So well, that'll be fantastic. And, I mean, like, like you said, I I get to go every uh every weekend when we do it, and I get to be for for all of the events, and I get to be a part of all of it. And it's, I mean, it's yeah. my position gets to be a point of kind of life changing and eye opening because you know you see these people and you find these resources for them, and um and. Hope for Heroes is awesome on that backing for helping us law enforcement officers. Well, hey, I appreciate that. And I want to thank you so much, Chris, for coming in. You're a heck of an officer. You do a lot for Bernie. You support Hope for Heroes. I'm excited about you getting married to a sweet little incredible lady. And uh, thank you for being here. Thank you at 24 years old that you know what you want to do and you've got the wisdom and discernment. So I want to thank you so much for being here. And I appreciate you, man. Well, thank you. And thank you all the listeners for tuning in. Hey, so glad you joined me today. Now, you're going to want to follow us because we've got some upcoming episodes that you're not going to want to miss. See you then. All the bad.